Hey there, welcome to this bonus episode of Rethinking Wellness for paid subscribers. I'm Christy, and in this episode, I'm talking more with illustrator and author Eliza Wheeler, who is this week's guest in episode 15 of the main podcast. She's here to answer some bonus questions about how to support a loved one with chronic illness, and we talk about navigating her own symptoms alongside a partner who also has his own chronic conditions, what's not helpful to hear when having a flare-up, and lots more. This is a free preview of a longer episode for paid subscribers, and this clip is the first part of our conversation, so you can hear the full episode, including some of the ways I've personally appreciated being supported with my chronic conditions by becoming a paid subscriber at rethinkingwellness.substack.com. That's rethinkingwellness.substack.com. And one quick announcement before the interview, my Intuitive Eating Fundamentals course, which Eliza mentioned in the main episode as something that was helpful in her healing, is enrolling a new cohort now. It's a great opportunity to join and be part of a group of people going through the course at the same time. You'll get access to a forum where you can connect with other members during the course, monthly Q&As with me, and well over 100 hours of content teaching you the principles of intuitive eating and troubleshooting the common pitfalls. So to learn more and sign up for that, go to christyharrison.com slash course. That's christyharrison.com slash course and sign up before September 5th to get access to this new cohort. Now, without any further ado, let's go to this bonus conversation with Eliza Wheeler. So, Eliza, thank you so much for coming back for this bonus episode. I'm really excited to talk with you some more. Yeah, happy to do this. So, I wanted to talk to you about how to support a loved one with chronic illness because you've been through a lot in chronic illness for yourself and um, have a lot of insight into that, I think, from your experience. So, can you share a little bit about what you've learned about that process? Yeah, you know, I think through the years of having chronic illness that isn't always consistent, right? It's like you you don't wake up and know you can't have a schedule of like, what are my sick days? <laughs> what are my days where I'm going to have some energy, you know? So it, it makes it really difficult to... <sighs> It's like your life has to have this degree of flexibility, I think, that is maybe more unique to the experience of living with chronic illness. And, you know, the, this goes for physical illness, but also mental illness. My husband um, suffers from pretty severe anxiety, and we've really had to learn how to treat each other on during our, you know, episodes or bad days. So for me, that would look like, you know, I'm getting a migraine. I have a migraine and then I could be down for up to three days in bed trying to kind of get out of this loop, pain loop that I'm in, you know? And so I think it's all about communication, right? I mean, it sounds kind of like it's oversimplifying, right? But like learning to talk to each other, talk to your loved one, and to be able to ask them. One main note that I would have is if somebody's right in the midst of severe pain or an episode, 
the last thing that I want when I'm going through that is someone who's saying like, why is this happening? What triggered it? And kind of interrogating the situation. And I think that was something I, we found ourselves doing to each other, you know, when he was having panic attack or severe anxiety, I would be like, what, what caused it, you know, and try to like fix it. Right. (laughs) And I think the big thing with relating to a, a loved one is just, you really have to know, like you cannot fix this for them. And it's kind of the hard truth of it so hard because we want to make them feel better. We want to help in any way we can. I think sometimes too, there's this sense of like feeling responsible, like that you did something to cause it. Yeah. What happened? (laughs) Yeah. Right. What did I do or what can I do to fix it? Or yeah, what can we do to make sure this doesn't happen again? Exactly. Yes. That can feel so blaming. I can imagine for the person on the other side. I know, I know for me it has too, when people are like, what about this? What about that? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me just get through this. And <laughs> yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, there are, are levels of stress on both sides to be managed, right? And, you know, understanding that in that moment, frustration and impatience or blame or judgment, those are kind of the most unhelpful things for us in those moments. They just kind of compound the guilt that you feel for having to go deal with this instead of doing what you planned on that day, you know, together. But I think what's been really nice, probably the wrong wrong phrase to use, but (laughs) what's been helpful with, you know, Adam and I, my partner is being able to always offer compassion first and, and acknowledge like, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry that you're struggling today. I'm so sorry that you're having a hard time, you know, or going through this and just that simple, is there anything I can do to make you more comfortable? You know, or just like put it out to them, like, let me know if there's anything you think of and I'll be here. But even if I was in the midst of a migraine, even asking the question, like, what do you need? It was like, I can't even answer a question. (laughs) So a lot of it is like talking about it when you're not in the midst of that episode. Because every, we're all different, right? So maybe. Some people need more attention and other people need less. I'm definitely in the like, please let me close the door and lay in the dark and just wait till I'm functional again. But when we talked about it ahead of time, it was, I was able to identify like, oh yeah, there's this particular coffee drink is kind of a nice soothing thing when I'm getting out of an episode or for me, there was a very particular Indian curry dish from a restaurant nearby that was always felt good after a migraine episode. And so I kind of said, yeah, you know, if it's within your availability and you can go grab that stuff so it's waiting in the fridge for after this, that that's something you can do that helps, you know, and and yeah, what about for you? Yeah. 
You've been listening to a free preview of this episode. To hear the rest and get tons more bonus content, become a paid subscriber by going to rethinkingwellness.substack.com. That's rethinkingwellness.substack.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening.